was today years old when I realized that the NBA player empowerment has gone too far. As of today, James Harden is a Brooklyn Net alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's three of the best, you could argue, eight players in the league on the same team right now. And yeah, I just need to hear your reaction. We, I, I texted you right when this trade went down, and I was like, we got to get on and talk about this. What are you thinking right now? I'm having the... It's not as bad, but I'm having the same reaction as to when Kevin Durant signed with the Golden State Warriors. You heard the rumors, but in the in your mind, you were like, it's not actually going to happen. That would just be so unfair. And, and here we are. And you're right about that player empowerment. James Harden talking bad about Houston. It was all over social media. It was all over Sports Center today. His his post game interview last night when the Rockets got beat, just flat out saying that the Rockets weren't good enough and it's time for him to leave. And I love that John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins were, were going at him for it. He definitely deserves it. You just don't say something like that when you're still playing for an organization. But at the end of the day, James Harden doesn't care because he got his way and he's on a team that should win the East and is going to be tough for when they probably face the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals. So we're going to break this trade down and talk about how Harden acted the other night and the trade and everything. But before we do that, Jim Nance. today at around four o'clock and we're recording this about 438 so this is pretty raw reactions from us if something else happens just know we reacted 30 minutes later and we're not idiots i promise um so the nets sent houston a package that includes multiple players and draft picks mainly chris lavert who ended up being traded to the pacers for victor oladipo and then Nets center jared allen and forward Terry on Prince are going from the Nets to the Cavs. And then Houston also got Brooklyn's three unprotected first round draft picks and pick swaps in like four for four years. A lot of picks going around here. And the Rockets got Cleveland's 2022 first round pick. And basically that's really it. I'm so it's a, so it's a four team trade. Four team trade between Cleveland Indiana, Houston, and Brooklyn. I just, I want to know how this, like, went down. Like, how do you think this happened? For the, the Nets, obviously got Harden for a steal. Yeah, because I've been saying it, and you've you've been thinking it all along that obviously the the what made Brooklyn so great besides Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is because they were really deep having Jared Allen Torian Prince Chris LeVert coming off the bench Chris LeVert's a guy who can average 20 points per game if he's a starter and playing on a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers or, or the New York Knicks and that was the main thing that made the Brooklyn Nets really great and a real contender in the East besides Kyrie and Kevin Durant. 
And obviously they're showing that it doesn't matter how deep we are. We just need another big piece in James Harden. And I think this makes them better because yeah, you can have the deep, but when you have a guy who makes up for basically two or three bench guys, it doesn't really matter. Does it really matter how deep your bench is? And when it comes playoff time, those are the guys that are going to get most of the minutes. It is just unbelievable. This might go down as the best big three that we have ever seen. Chris Levert, he's on the Pacers. I'm kind of happy for him because he's going to get a lot more minutes, and he really is. He is talented. Going to the Pacers, I think that's a great fit for him. I think he makes that Pacers team better. Absolutely, because Victor Oladipo has been kind of going down to down with this game, and I think it's a good a, a good trade for Victor Oladipo as well because maybe he realizes that his game ever since the injury has been going down, he can go to the Houston Rockets. He's going to get a lot more minutes because with the Pacers, they all around that starting five is is dangerous with Sabonis and, and T.J. Warren and Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. They have a lot of scores. So the Pacers are basically getting a little bit better version than Oladipo scoring-wise, and the Rockets can maybe get a revamped Victor Oladipo. But if they don't, then they're sitting there with just, you know, the old Kentucky days, and maybe they can get a draft pick out of John Wall and a little bit washed up DeMarcus Cousins. But I'm a fan of the trade. I think this was best for the Brooklyn Nets. And what everyone is going to argue is, oh, my gosh, no one can play with James Harden. He's just going to ISO and it's going to ruin the team. Well, you have KD, and KD is going to be in the MVP race this year. If they can get Kyrie to care about basketball and have him back and playing on that championship caliber level, that's dangerous. And I think James Harden, we may see his best regular season because it's a guy who he's going to care even more because now he realized that he could be on the best in the, the, the best team in the NBA this year. So I like the trade. I think it was best for the Nets. When you have a big three like that, you can't you you can't put a deep team over a big three like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was a lot. So the first thing that I want to say is when the trade went down, my immediate like I was immediately upset because when you think about the player empowerment stuff and how that's becoming an issue. It's and ridiculous. James, it's so ridiculous. Now. James Harden coming out and saying that stuff about his teammates, not showing up, just being like a jackass overall. And he gets rewarded for that by playing with two of the best eight to 10 players yeah. in the NBA, which not cool in my opinion. And then I yeah. was thinking back to remember when David Stern, um, he stopped Chris Paul from going to the Lakers. And I just, I understand we're in a new era. We're in Adam Silver era. But it makes me think, number one, I want to say, when the, if the Lakers and the Nets play in the NBA championship, I am rooting for LeBron James more than I ever have in my entire life. And number two, how, what if the Nets just blow everybody out for the next however many years? And who's going to watch that? Like casual NBA fans, who's going to that, watch that? that? That's People- the thing, too, that makes this thing interesting because Kyrie and KD are early on in their contracts. So we could be looking at this big three for a while. Do you? My, so I guess another question would be, I don't see them, and I, I know I'll be wrong later on, but right now I don't see them meshing well together as far as like, 
who's gonna it there's not enough ball to go around like yeah. for these three but, and, well they said that same thing about the warriors and it ended up working i well, would the say warriors, that the warriors have always like notoriously moved the basketball better than most nba teams but james Harden yeah. is a ball dominant player who he needs the rock in his hands if he's gonna make a play he's not an off the ball gonna move Ky- the Kyrie ball irving is kind of that way too yeah and yeah i mean when you look at when you look at these three, in my opinion, I don't know if giving up what they had going with how deep their bench was. And I know like it's hard. You can't like turn away a superstar like that. But I mean, don't you almost have to when the superstar has been acting the way that he has with his team when he doesn't like his situation? I mean, James Harden, tell me another professional basketball player who has acted the way he has and then gotten rewarded from it. I know the dude can go out after eating McDonald's for three months and drop 44 points, but there's no way that I would be in this situation. If I'm a GM, I'm not bringing that guy into my team. I'm not risking breaking up what we have. But I, you got to look at the other side that it's James Harden. That's a top four NBA player playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving if Kyrie ever comes back. Well... The reason why James Harden is acting this way is because he doesn't want to be with the Rockets anymore. He never has acted this way until this season. So if I'm the GM of the Brooklyn Nets, I'm thinking if we can get a motivated James Harden the way he was when the Rockets made it to the Western Conference Finals with Chris Paul, then I'm trading my good pieces, LaVert and Jaron Allen, for that because it makes my team better. The GM believes that Harden is going to be motivated. And James Harden, when it comes down to it, he will either be the killer for this team or the team that puts them over the hump and can get them in NBA Finals. Because the knock on James Harden with the Rockets has been he hasn't been able to make clutch shots in the playoffs. He went in in Game 7 when they didn't have Chris Paul or it was game six. No, it was game seven. And the Rockets went like 0 for 27 from three-point range. That just can't happen. It's because James Harden, he, you know, he can get to the playoffs, but he can't perform in crunch times. And James Harden, he takes enough shots to where if he hits them, it's hard to beat him. So if you have KD and Kyrie Irving and James Harden, if he's hitting shots, which he has more guys to back him up now, so that helps. If James Harden is hitting shots, I don't see how any team in the East, it's going to be a tough series in the West if they make it to the finals, but I don't see any team in the East, especially if James Harden is hitting not even like 50% of his shots, just even 45. It's going to be tough to beat the Brooklyn Nets. And the, obviously the GM thinks that James Harden is going to be motivated. I, I, again, I, I really like this trade. I don't, I don't mind the GM making this trade with all those problems coming. So in. my question is with the, you got to look at the player empowerment stuff and how the NBA's ratings have significantly gone downhill over the past 10 years. Can this, does this help or hurt the NBA? Because it's doing exactly what people are upset about, but also if you're a casual basketball fan, don't you want to watch a game where three of the best, how like 10 NBA players are on the same floor in an NBA finals? Well, the thing is, is when you're talking about 
getting fans to watch the game. Obviously, we're going to watch it because we'll watch basketball no matter what. It's the it's bringing in the casual fan, and it's hard to sell the, uh, the casual fan a super team playing like you know the Milwaukee Bucks. When honestly, right now I see that series going six at the most, probably five, because yeah, the Bucks are basically the same team. The just they added a little better Drew Holiday. Now I think this is. Awesome. Excellent for the NBA because you have LeBron James as the underdog again. And the NBA's ratings were so high during the Warriors and Cavs series. And they went down this year. I I know there was a lot of controversy with the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And that really hurt the ratings. But I would say the ratings also got hurt because no one actually believed that anybody was going to beat the Lakers. And the Lakers ended up winning. And LeBron James was the head of that. People like seeing LeBron James do miraculous things. And if you can get a Brooklyn Nets team with a, with a big three, one of the best big three that we have ever seen, if LeBron James can meet them in the finals, that will be one of the best finals that we have ever seen. Can you imagine the story? LeBron James, the old guy, he's trying to chase Jordan. But in order to do that, he has to knock off his former teammate Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. And I'll go back to saying, remember when the NBA started and I said, the Brooklyn Nets remind me of the evil empire from Star Wars, especially Chris when they were wearing the black unis. That's what they have right now. Kyrie, no one likes him. He doesn't want to play basketball. James Harden, that whole thing with the Rockets, no one likes KD. They think he's a snake. This is the evil empire. I mean, we are watching the next Star Wars movie. We don't even need George Lucas to come out with a new one because we have it with the NBA season right here. The ratings are going to go up, maybe not during the regular season, but let's be honest, what casual fan watches the NBA regular season? They're worried about the playoffs. This finals could be something special. I... I agree with what you're saying until the Eastern Conference Finals goes 4-0 and then the finals go 4-0. If that happens... No, 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 you don't believe that. No, but I'm saying you have the best, like arguably some of the best three players to ever play basketball on the same team. There's a chance both of those go 4-0 or 5. Yeah. And if 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 it's 4-1 in the NBA Finals, nobody's going to watch that. You know, and then next yeah. year there's a bigger problem. And- Definitely, and the the future of this league really rests on the shoulders of LeBron James. Because if that happens in the finals, then what's everybody going to be talking about after the Nets one? Well, the Lakers they need another superstar. So now we get back into the era of super teams and maybe Damian Lillard forces his way out of the, out of Portland. And we see these two super teams. And for a while, it's just going to be the Lakers and the Nets. And maybe that brings down the ratings a little bit. If if the Lakers can't compete, but yes, if the Nets go into the finals and find a way to sweep or, or make it a five game series with the Lakers, that could definitely hurt. But I, but I'm saying that the ratings, I, I'm saying that it all, again, it all matters on how well LeBron James can do. If LeBron beats the Nets, there's no more conversation about who's the GOAT, right? There can't be because yeah. 
Michael Jordan has never faced a super team like he has in I mean, you can go back and say the Warriors. The Warriors technically were the best regular season team ever with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. If he goes and beats KD, because is is Klay Thompson, is that Warriors team or is that Nets team better? Is Klay Thompson and Steph Curry? Team, right now it's the Warriors. I'm going to have to see how the Nets play. The, but the Nets team, like as far as superstars and like – that as far as superstars would be looked at as better. Yeah, because the Warriors Clay, accomplished something that the Nets haven't yet. But when you put those teams up against each other as just like superstardom, the Nets win that ten out of ten times. Yes, definitely. Not, the the Warriors might win that series, but we're talking about like the stardom yeah, of the players. The I would agree. That. And if LeBron James can win against the Brooklyn Nets. I, I I don't see how you cannot say that he is better than Jordan. And we talked about this when we had the podcast at UT. With all the stats and with all the records that LeBron James has broken, it's come down to now. It's come down to now the rings. And are you really going to let one ring separate Jordan and LeBron from saying Jordan is better than LeBron after a Nets Finals win? Yeah, there's. I, I think there's no way that you can say Michael Jordan is. There is a way, but I th- I think you got to put LeBron above him. Somebody's gonna come out and be like, "Well, LeBron had an Anthony." Oh, Davis. you know the old timers. Oh, those superstars are soft. They they don't compare to. I can see your dad right now, Larry Legend. <laughs> Michael Jordan was a tough dude. Like, give me a break. I mean, okay, so. And, yeah. and this is from a guy saying that when I'm 50 years old, I'll still believe that Carmelo Anthony is the best scorer I've ever seen. <laughs> so now that we're just talking about the Lakers and the Nets in the finals, you've got th- this is the new, the best big three we've ever had in James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. And then if you looked at the Lakers, you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's really it's it's LeBron James. He's outmanned. Maybe the Lakers a little deeper now because I mean losing Jared Allen, Torian Prince. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of who the Brooklyn Nets have left on that bench right now. Their starting five, I believe, is Harden, Kyrie Durant, Joe Harris, who is having a phenomenal season. He has been balling, yeah. and Jeff Green. So I believe you have you got DeAndre Jordan. He's not going to score. Who else is on that bench for the net? They really don't have a bench. So the Lakers are deeper. But at the end of the day, how much does the bench really matter in the NBA? Here's the so to get back to the net. Here's the issue uh, as far as the Nets for me. Um, you have Kyrie Irving who has just not been present at all. Um, I mean, I, Stephen A. Smith was on ESPN this morning telling him that he needs to retire. <laughs> so there's a big problem there with Kyrie. And then you've got James Harden, who just came out in a press conference after he, after his team loses to L.A. and says, basically, these guys suck. I don't want to play here anymore. After not showing up for training camp and going to Vegas. And he's just been this huge problem. And you're putting a lot of weight on those two guys' shoulders to take you to a championship and to show up. 
Yeah, and maybe maybe the Nets know something about Kyrie. Uh, I know I'm making a big like what if here, but say Kyrie is like I'm done with basketball and he does retire. That's your that's your security blanket. That's your insurance as James Harden because would you rather have KD and the team that he has without Kyrie with Chris LeVert or would you rather have KD and James Harden? Yeah, they're deeper, but what is going to give them a better shot? Superstars win leagues in the NBA. It's not like baseball where you you can – even in baseball, it's proven. The Tampa Bay Rays were in the World Series this year. They still lost to the L.A. Dodgers, and the Dodgers had more superstars. Superstars win championships, so it gives them a better chance. And maybe they know something that we don't about Kyrie. I doubt it. He retires. There's no way, especially after the Harden trade. But that's just – like I said, that's a big what I think. I think Stephen A. was just like – being dramatic. I think he was just so upset with Kyrie that he wanted to go to the extreme. I really didn't mind it. No, I just think, I think Kyrie's been ridiculous as usual. He hasn't, he, he's shown that he really hasn't changed. Definitely. Um, But you know what? George, uh, George Hill said something about the COVID, the COVID stuff that the NBA is doing. And he basically said that they're being too strict he said that he's a grown man. If he wants to go to his sister's birthday party and, and, you know, hug her and talk to people, that he should be able to do that. And I kind of agree with him because if Kyrie's testing negative, then what's the problem? But if you're worried about the spread, then why are you ha- even having the the season anyways? Their bodies, they're touching up against each other. That can cause COVID. So if he tests negative, then what is the real problem? I know they're worried about the outside contact, but for crying out loud, if we want to be that specific, then just don't have the season. No, I agree with you. But it's just hard because the way that he has acted in the past, it makes you not – You it makes you think that he's in the wrong there. But yep. the, this Nets team is going to be very interesting. Um, I just need to know now, do you think that – this will affect fantasy owners of these players. Will it affect their production for their fantasy teams in fantasy basketball? Because I well, personally um, am playing a guy who is James Harden right now, and you got to look at Kyrie and KD. Their numbers are going to be worse as far as fantasy basketball, right? Yeah, and it also hurts betters. When you're talking about Katie's chances to win MVP, because if Katie has a good season and the Nets finish in first, the top of the conversation has always been who means more to their team. Well, if you take Katie off the roster, the Nets still are probably finishing first, even with James Harden in the East, maybe second. But if you get the Nets finishing first and the Lakers finishing in first, LeBron James is most likely to win MVP because of the team he's playing with. I think it helps fantasy owners if they have James Harden because he's more motivated. He didn't have an ounce of effort playing with the Rockets. And now you're going to see the assist numbers, maybe the rebounding numbers, maybe the steal numbers go up. I think it's good for James Harden owners and bad for Katie and Kyrie owners. Yeah, and uh, the Nets have just jumped up like to be like probably plus 100 to win yeah the the finals now so a lot of betting stuff's about to change 
I want to say one more thing about James Harden, um, and I want to know what you have to say about it, but if you are Adam Silver in this situation, obviously you side with the player empowerment um, side of things, and that's how he's always done it. Um, It's seemed to work for him. There have been a couple of times where people are a little concerned about it, but um, when a player like James Harden, who a bunch of – kids look up to and aspire to be him and they see him come out and act the way he does and then goes to a team that now it could hurt the NBA and it shows these kids that hey you come out you act like a jackass you're going to get what you want if you can you know yeah I, well, I just want to know what, what you have to say about that Well, you know what? The way social media is right now, kids nowadays that follow sports know so much more about the game. If this happened when we were in fourth grade following basketball, we would have immediately thought James Harden was the worst person and we would want him to lose every game. But I feel like kids now, they're they're smarter and you know you got SportsCenter on – whether it be Twitter or Instagram, and you got a lot of analysts giving their thoughts. And at the end of the day, James Harden is in a better situation. He wasn't going anywhere with the Rockets. And I think because of social media, younger kids understand that now. And I think younger kids are not hurt so much when players are constantly asking for trades because they understand it. And because of the generation they grew up in, starting with LeBron James going to the Miami Heat and the Warriors, I think kids prefer when they get big blockbuster trades or when the NBA has big blockbuster trades and super teams are starting up. We would hate it because that's not where we grew up when. We saw LeBron James put the Cavaliers on his back and do whatever and do just the impossible. But I think kids nowadays have come so accustomed to the super teams and players asking for trades that they don't think about it as what as what we would when we were younger and, and watching the NBA. So as far as uh, Houston, this obviously benefits them a lot more just to get Harden out of there. Yeah, um, I think they were like, I just don't think any teams were willing to give what the what Houston wanted for him yeah because like with all of the issues going on and it just so worked out that they really got nothing like yeah I, know. I mean if you look at it they got a Victor Oladipo uh they got Victor Oladipo who really like you know like, yeah I know I know what you mean yeah like so um, Houston Houston lost big but they I think Harden just put them in a position where that was the only option that they had because yeah, of, they, yeah they had to well, yeah, they had to go ahead. You think, you think in the Stern era, this never takes place? Like probably not. But Adam Silver is a is a he's a players he's a players owner. He's or a, excuse just, me commissioner. Maybe I I I have never sided with I I understand player empowerment, but when you do it to the extreme like this, like I said at the on the top at the top this is when it went too far. The player empowerment went way too far because now all these other superstars see that they can do whatever they want here. Yeah. And the owners and the teams, the GMs, they have no more control over the league. And Adam Silver really is losing a lot of control too. Yeah, 
It's um, going going back to the Rockets. They just need to rebuild because, like I said at the beginning, you have to have superstars now to win. And it doesn't seem like they're going to get a superstar anytime soon because of the pieces that they have. You need like two superstars now to be competitive, especially in a tough Western Conference where the seven seed, you know, like a, a seven seed Portland Trailblazers is really tough to beat. So if I'm the Houston Rockets and I know that trading away James Harden, I go into rebuild mode. I let all Depot go. You can get good pieces for all Depot. You can get good pieces for John Wall. It's so just you, they have would, to map. Well, they have would, to map out the future. You would uh, and, you would send John Wall away? Yeah, I would if they don't see themselves getting superstars anytime soon. I would sit down and talk with John Wall and say, hey, it's just not looking good. And we would love to have you if we had superstars, but we don't think it's fair to your career coming off an injury. You're towards the end of your prime. We're, we're going into rebuild mode. And do you have any destinations where you would like to go? I think that would be the best thing for the Rockets to do. They have an old P.J. Tucker. They have an old Eric Gordon. They're just not going anywhere. They're in the same area as the Sacramento Kings are. They have some okay pieces. They're going to be a 9-10 seed, but they're not going to have a good enough draft pick at the end of the year where they can really start their future. The Rockets are in a big hole, and the only way to get out of it is to just sell everyone and try to reload in the draft. Uh, as far as the – we'll just do the biggest winners and losers of the this big blockbuster trade, yeah. and then we'll get out of here. Um, biggest winner, I would – Argue, I would argue. Who is it? Um, let's. I think the biggest winner is Houston for getting rid of James Harden. I think it took a huge monkey off their back, and now they don't have to deal with everything that's been going on for this entire season. It was only going to get worse for them. And then I would say the other big winner, obviously, you don't even have to say it, is the Nets. really unfair at this point like if they don't win a championship that is the biggest like bust of all time right yeah so i would yeah, say it, right it now has to be the biggest winners in my opinion are the houston rockets for getting rid of james harden they finally got him out of there they've been trying he's just been a huge problem for them and the nets because you have three of the best eight players of all like not of all time but right now on your roster so as far as Cleveland and Indiana, I like the. I think Indiana's a winner because you got Chris LeVert. Victor Oladipo hasn't been great, um, and I think Chris LeVert's going to be a great piece for them, and they're going to be legit. And then Cleveland, I mean, meh. I don't know. They're just they're just kind of irrelevant in this trade. They just needed another team, probably for financial and draft reasons. I would argue with you, Noah Litton, that the biggest loser of this trade is the Houston Rockets. You just trade away your franchise piece, and you have to be reminded for maybe the next 10 years, because you're going to spend that many years rebuilding, that you couldn't get anything done. You couldn't even get to an NBA Finals with a rare talent in James Harden, an MVP who can easily drop 40 points. The biggest loss is the Houston Rockets because at the end of the day, how we how we grade trades is 
is the team closer to an NBA championship and the Rockets are the farthest away from that and they had to trade their superstar. The Indiana Pacers, I give them a C because that's how their team is right now. They're good, but they're not good at the same time. They're just a four or five seed in the East. Chris LeVert, I mean, he made them a little better. Are they going to beat the Nets, Celtics, 76ers? He, you, I mean, you can go on probably just those four teams. They're not. They're in the same position, so that's why I give them a C. The Brooklyn Nets, they got better. They're now the favorites in the East. There was some, you know, in the beginning, I know it was just the beginning of the season, but, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, the Nets were just at 500. But playoff time, the Nets look like they are the top contender in the East. By far, it's not close anymore. Nets are the one. Pacers, two. Rockets are the three. They are the, they are the biggest loser. All right, before we go, I'm going to say this. The Brooklyn Nets, here's my prediction, are going to get bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know by who. who I don't know by who. I don't know by who is beating them. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure, we'll find out. Maybe it would have to be. Hey, that 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 prediction also includes one of those players maybe getting injured or sitting out because of COVID. I'm gonna say that right now. I mean, yeah, but I'm we can't that. knock. We can't knock on the Nets if that happens. We, we then, no, gonna, then everyone will say, oh well, if they had the full roster. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying they won't be in the finals this year. That's my prediction. And I might and I might really regret that prediction once the final. Listen, started. I'm not gonna complain. I'm not a Nets fan. But well, if we you know, if we the, get a chance at Lakers Nets, that would be awesome. Do you realize that would be the first finals since we've been friends that we would be rooting for the same team? For the same team. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, if it's Lakers Nets, we I am not betting on the Brooklyn Nets. There is no way no, I can cheer. No. But you, you know what? You sucked it up for me because the Lakers were the favorites and you went with the Miami Heat, which, I mean, you hate LeBron and I like LeBron. So I don't, I don't hate know. LeBron. You say it all the time. I just you hate LeBron. No, I don't. I don't. He's fine. All right. You I just have your moments root, with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I have my moments. There are have moments, moments where I don't root for him. Um, I mean, I like I could go for the Brooklyn Nets because you did. We don't, that we don't have to. But we, at the same time, it's like it's not a, a disadvantage because the Brooklyn Nets could po- it could definitely hang with the Lakers. Yeah, I think we'll have to make a new bet this year. If it's if it's Lakers uh, Nets in the finals, we we're, we're not doing that because I don't no. want to root for the Nets. You don't want well, to root for well, the Nets. Well, then that will that will. Give us an opportunity to bet on the maybe the Eastern Conference Finals or the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, say, cool. like, say it's like, you know, Lakers Nuggets. I can go with the Nuggets and you can go with the Lakers. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Something that's like fine. that. All right, yeah. That. Or Clip, Clippers Lakers. I can go with the Lakers. You can go with the Clippers. I wouldn't go with the Clippers. Oh, you don't like the Clippers anymore? When did I ever like the Clippers? I thought I thought we talked about maybe if it was the Western Conference we Finals, Clippers, did. Lakers. We, we thought I don't about think going. I can root for Paul George ever. So yeah, he's but. hard to root for. All right, interesting day in the NBA. Thank you guys so much for listening to our James Harden emergency. And also podcast. tonight, uh, obviously he won't play, but the Knicks play the Nets on ESPN. And that's probably all they're going to talk about. They probably won't even talk about the game. I really hope it's the Knicks like, win that when, game. It, like if, yeah, like if the if Joe Harris hits a three, the, the announcers are probably going to be like, oh, imagine Joe Harris hitting that three. 
with James Harden on the floor <laughs> and just going to say stuff like that. And it's going to be like a, basically a podcast, a Brooklyn Nets podcast tonight. Most definitely. Um, we'll be back next week, right? Early next yep. week. Should be. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we are all go Lakers. We're all <laughs> Lakers fans now. 